you know, a lot of the spaces have been more like, I don't even know what the right word is for it, but more serious kind of, you know, down to meat and potatoes. But this is, I got a feeling it's going to be a lot more fun, you know, a lot more laid back. Uh, and then selfishly, you know, I'm interested to pick your guys' brains because Avogachi is a super cool project that I've, you know, been watching from afar for a long time since I can remember since it came out. And so we're going to have a blast here. I've got two pros with us here today, and we're going to be talking how to become an Avogachi master and take over the metaverse. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing, doing awesome. excellent. Yeah. Happy to be here with you, man. How's it going? Very good. Very good. So let's let's do this. Take 10 seconds each. Uh, kind of introduce yourself, what name you want to go by today, and then uh, we'll jump in. Uh, yeah, I'm Anthony Zombie Shepherd. You can just call me Anthony. I, uh, yeah, I'm a, you know, Web3 musician, podcaster, you know, NFT maker. I do all kinds of stuff. So, you know, <laughs> big in the Avogadro ecosystem. And I'm ZeroXZ5. Uh, you can call me Z5 for short. I spend most of my time between Bankless DAO and Avogadro and GMI when I can, but very focused on podcasting and making a pivot to the Web3 space as a career focus. Yep. And obviously, we're both really big Lens creators as well. So we spend a lot of time in that ecosystem. Yeah. Big collectors, too. <laughs> yes, indeed. Absolutely. Big spenders in the Lens ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, so so let's dig into that for just a minute here, you know, and kind of because it's kind of all wrapped into one. You know, I think the the intersection of NFTs, DeFi, social, you know, I, I people like to kind of silo things together. But in my opinion, I think it's kind of all one big pie, if you will. You know, kind of talk about how you jumped into Lens and what your background is on that. Um. So... Avagachi was one of the earliest communities that was onboarded into the Lens ecosystem because of the Ave tie. So we got in early because of being Avagachi people. And there's a lot of, it just so happened that like Lens launched a few months before the fake Gachi cards launched. And GMI was really tapped into artists and creators in the Avagachi ecosystem, even before fake Gachis launched. So it really put us in a position where we were some of the earliest creators on Lens, and we were also friends with some of the other earliest creators on Lens. So it really just made us as podcasters double down in that ecosystem. And me as a musician, I also doubled down in that ecosystem because um, Lens just really gave me a chance to connect with other musicians and other creators in a way that I hadn't really previously been able to do. And I guess for me, my uh, my intro to Lens was, again, very closely aligned with Zombies. Having the the allow list from being in the Avogadro community was a huge head start. I also happened to have an allow list uh, for the wallet I used for Bankless, and that's how we got our GMI Lens account. And now we've got Gachiverse Media International pumping out Lens posts, and we're just we've kind of been doing our thing to grow the ecosystem, at least in our own space, as much as we can. And now that it's expanding out to music and it's expanding out to other topics, it's been exciting to see. Very cool. And then let's, let's real quick, before we get into the meat of it, also kind of define a couple of things. We've thrown out some terms like 
Gachi, fake Gachi, GMI. Um, you guys have your podcast. Let's just, let's just kinda, <laughs> I'm sure it's very confusing if you're unaware of what these words mean. So let's, let's paint a quick picture. Let's go back into the glossary. Yeah. yeah. So from A to Z is the podcast and Avagachi podcast that Z5 and I do. We also do touch grass, which is a lens specific Twitter spaces. And then we have Zombie Time, which is a DJ set that I do on Tuesday and Friday. And sometimes there's live performance, as we did on Wednesday night this week. But um, so that is our personal brand from A to Z, Touch Grass and Zombie Time. And then GMI Friends is a community of Avagachi com- creators, Gachiverse Media International. And that's where we started our podcast out of with our friends over there at GMI. And that came out of us wanting to get media people and creators together. And it, and it evolved in a way that we couldn't expect because now there's developers and musicians and different types of creators than were originally thought that we're going to fill this group. And um, then Fake Gachis is an Avagachi-created NFT project that is kind of a spinoff from the main Avagachi that focuses on Avagachi creators specifically. So that really ties into Lens because a lot of these artists were doing their thing big on Lens before Fake Gachis came out. And a lot of them still are doing their thing on Lens. Um, But Fake Gachis has definitely pulled a lot of the creative resources into making NFTs that are specifically for the Gachiverse, and there's a 4% royalty that is split between the artist and the publisher, and it's just a really cool, like, NFT project that exists within the Avagachi ecosystem. Very cool, very cool. So just to, to recap, you know, you guys are content creators. You got sucked into the Avagachi ecosystem and have been creating content, both about Avagachi and then Zombie, I know you're doing some uh, live performances. Dropped a song recently. We'll have to plug that um, too as well. Um, and so, yeah, so let, let's talk about kind of what, how do you even define what Avagachi is? According to Avagachi Twitter, I guess the definition of Avagachi is an open source, community-owned NFT gaming protocol enabling true asset ownership for games. Um, but to you, what is Avagachi? I'm going to let Z5 take this. I've been talking a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, to me, Avagachi has been an experience. It's been a, a community experience. I've, I don't think I can name another group I've ever been a part of that has the breadth and depth of talent this Avagachi community has, from artists to builders to coders to designers to thought leaders. There's so much talent in this space, and it has been incredibly inspiring for me on my journey in Web3 to to not only see working examples of like, hey, you can do whatever you want and be successful, but to also have those folks as resources. You know, we we saw Stellar Hobbs, for example, an incredible artist, nailing the fake gotchis program. He was on Lens, already creating content. We reached out to him for artwork for our, our, our From A to Z podcast. And now we have a collaboration with an artist that, I mean, frankly, when we were thinking about it, we weren't sure that we were even of that tier. Like, hey, oh, is this person hey, really hey, going to work with us? They're so hey, good. Sorry, sorry yeah. to put you off, but if, if someone doesn't know, what is a fake gachi? Oh, so a fake gachi is just, that is a piece of artwork 
in this fake Gachi's collection. So it's a community curated art project and, and Zombie was just, just discussing this a little bit as well. But the fake Gachi is just the piece of art within that collection. It doesn't have to be an actual Avagachi. It's just an Avagachi ecosystem themed art piece. Right. So, so I think another way of putting it too would be, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but fake gachis are almost, you know, a form of art and expression that, you know, a whole bunch of different people from the community that were passionate about Avagachi started creating and minting their own NFTs that were, you know, featuring Avagachis or, you know, kind of action poses or kind of different takes of the actual Avagachi. So it's not that a fake Avagachi mm -hmm. is just the name of this collection and this movement and this group. It's, we're not saying literally it's a fake copy of an Avagachi, you know, like we've seen in some of the other <laughs> NFT <projects>. Correct. <laughs> Just, Correct. We're, we're, well, we're, leaning, we're leaning into the fake as an acronym and as a model, uh, like to, to, I guess it's like a nod to the fake rares and the rare Pepe's model. Right. So the, the fake... The, the fake is very much real <laughs> and there, there is monetary yes. value to these. It, you know, it's almost kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's Absolutely. a word. It's a joke kind of deal. Um, exactly. So the fake actually is an acronym for friendly art karmic experience or experiment. And it really is just that it's an experiment in community art. Very cool. Okay. Now that we got fake, Fake Gachi is defined. Let's circle back to kind of what, you know, to you is Avagachi. So it's this awesome community of really bright and smart people. And what else? It's a protocol, NFT DeFi gaming protocol on the path to creating the first, like, large scale PG in the Web3 space. It's a metaverse. It's a, there's a DeFi farming aspects. It's it's like a multifaceted ecosystem. So, and then let's kind of unbox that a little bit because, you know, a lot of people, when people hear those words, metaverse, you know, gaming, we've kind of seen the run of, you know, play to earn games, kind of a lot of bullshit pump and dump games that were, you know, basically mm -hmm. nothing but, you know, a, yield, a Ponzi yield farm in disguise. Um, you know, kind of these Ponzi games. What is it about Avagachi that is completely different from, you know, that kind of category of apps? And then how, how has it been able to survive, you know, basically the decimation of, you know, uh, play to earn gaming? I would say that it is because um, going back to the community open source part of it. So the tools for Avagachi have been built by people who are large asset holders and large guilds that hold stake in the game. So they're actually building products like the vault. Um, there have been, the vault is like a custodial thing that will basically deal with your land and your Avagachis for you and give you back a percentage of that, um, of the revenue that's made using your land um, without you having to deal with it. And then there's a bunch of just like, um, you know, tools that you can use to help manage how you play the game or how you're dealing with your assets. They're all built by community members. They're not built by, um, you know, Pixelcraft, the company that made the Gachiverse and originally made the protocol assets. Uh, besides that, there's other mini games and other community games being built. And then even the fake gachis itself is tapping into this community of artists who were like, Hey, we want our art in 
the gachi verse so pixel craft made a way for the community to be able to create art that can now be displayed in the world so these fake gachi nfts aren't just an nft on OpenSea; it actually can be displayed on your parcel in the metaverse which gives that land even more value to the person who owns it because now they can actually make it home. And uh, so I really think it's the community part of it. And we're launching right now a feature called the forge where people are going to be able to burn wearables to create new types of wearables. And this was also built by the DAO built by community members who are very invested in the space and tapping into communities need to make new wearables without creating token inflation. And in a lot of cases, we're going to be able to tap into community wearables and see what that might look like if it's just um, things that don't affect the stats, but just uh, designs coming out of the community that are able to be put into the universe. So I think that's really what makes it different is this community investment and um, even in the tokenomics, uh, you know, where I think like Axie, the community was never asked about the tokenomics of any of these things. And we're very much tied in as a DAO to what the future of the economy looks like. We're also playing on a projected 30-year timeline. Pixelcraft's vision of this project and product is a long-term game ecosystem. We've been around for two years, two and a half years. So it's still super early. And I think having that long-term focus and the builders building to that, building toward those goals is what's kept us strong. We didn't dodge the down the downturn in the market. You know, the ecosystem was definitely still affected. But it's not like, I don't feel like the, the drop in the market price and maybe a drop in activity is a deal breaker at this point. We're just, you know, we're following the market. Exactly. And I would say it's because of communities like GMI and because of our podcast and being able to pull people together, you know, multiple times a week. We have the Avagachi community call and the Dow call on Saturday and Sunday. Um, District 420 now renamed the GMI block party on Fridays and then zombie time. So we just have strong community efforts that keep people together. And I think it keeps us building together instead of dumping on each other the way that other communities probably end up. And, you know, we're, we're highly optimistic in the Avogadji space, and I feel like we're all friends, and there's definitely politics. I'm not going to say there's not things going on that you're like, you know, but in a way, that's almost part of the game at this point. Like, being a DAO and having things open to proposals and, uh, you know, that becomes part of the game people play in this thing. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's so complicated that there's so many different ways you can really play this game. So you can do just fake gotchies and just, you know, create NFTs and try to sell NFTs to the community. That could actually be a great way to earn your way in because then you could make enough ghosts to then buy an Avagachi, buy a parcel start decorating your parcel and building up your farm. And now you're like fully in the game just by creating art and starting from what you're good at. The barrier then, to entry is so low. Right. And then if you're just an NFT flipper, you could do that same thing with wearables or anything. You could be a person who like sees how the Avogadji bazaar market works and 
flips your way into assets because you see what wearables might be moving next or, you know, if you're good yeah. at that type of thing, you could do that. Um, and then there's literally just buying assets and building your farm. And so there's so many different ways to get involved in it that it can come from a lot of different positions. And then, like I said, there's the political aspect of just if you hurt, hold certain assets have more voting power than other assets. So your focus might be on like having voting power and being able to sway which way governance goes. Um, yeah. Let me, Lots let, of entry points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there, that's what I think is actually really interesting. And let me try to kind of recap for, you know, people who have not been exposed as much. So essentially Avogadro is an NFT game. You have to own an Avogadro to enter into the metaverse and play. And you can also own land. And But if you don't own land or an Avogadro, your entry point could be basically making art that people can then display into the metaverse. So, you know, if you don't have the money to afford an Avogadro or land, you can make an NFT. You can sell it into a marketplace. And the reason why somebody would buy that is because they can hang it in their metaverse on their land, which makes their land cooler and therefore more valuable. Did I get that right? You got yeah. it. And I would just add on that, um, that there is also ways to get into the Gachiverse free and cheap. So there's observer mode where you can just go to the Avagachi website and jump in and walk around as an observer where you can see what's going on, but you really can't do much. And then there's also Gachi lending where you could borrow someone's Avagachi and go walk around. You would be able to collect spillover, which we do on Saturdays from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. UTC. And then um, you might also have access to land that you could channel at, depending on the Avagachi that you rent. That's part of uh, the Vault's um, business model is that they have a lot of land and a lot of Avagachis. And typically, if you borrow one of their Avagachis, there would also be land that you could use um, within the Vault. So, let, so you can really get in for free or cheap. Yes, yeah, let's, absolutely. Let's walk through. If, if somebody wanted to get in for the least amount of money, what would you advise them to do kind of, you know, in three or four steps? Do they want to get in to check it out or do they want to get into like actually start getting involved? Yeah, they, they, they want to get in, start getting involved. And, you know, they, they might be interested in flipping something. All right. I think my advice then would be start by renting a gachi. Our lending protocol, it's, it's all on chain. It's all automatic, um, and you can, if you find a good a good match, a good person, a good a good gachi to rent, you can balance the splits in the rewards. So, for example, I might be able to find a rental for a dollar. It might give me eight hours of gameplay, right? During those eight hours of gameplay, the owner of that avagachi can determine what split they want between the borrower the owner and a potential third party wallet so that I can just jump in for a dollar and start earning little bits. You know, I might earn 30% of what I pick up, but my barrier to entry is Matic and gas and a $1 rental. So I would get the rental, jump into the verse. Best time to join us, uh, like Zombie said, would be our weekly hangouts, Saturdays 2 to 4 p.m. UTC. And we hang out on Discord, whole community comes out, we've got a couple hundred people actively running around in the metaverse, and we're all visiting each other's parcels. We're 
we're doing some of our farming activities. We're here in the new alpha drop for Pixelcraft. It's a very like collective community experience. If you can get in there, maybe a couple weeks in a row, you start stacking your bags, start collecting Alchemica. Maybe you can get enough to buy a, a couple of fake gotchis and flip those. There are just so many different ways that you can slowly build up your stash. And then you can enter by buying a parcel. I think the cheapest parcel right now is around $30. So you can own a piece of Metaverse land for 30 bucks and visit it with your rented gachi for a dollar. And then, so when I rent a gachi, like what action do I have to take to earn uh, money? The, well, currently there are a couple of ways. You can do farming on your parcels. You can do channeling on your parcel. Assuming, assuming I don't own a, assuming I don't own a parcel, you know, if if I pay a dollar mm. and you and I got a split and I'm taking thirty percent, okay. like, and I log in, I join the metaverse, then what do I do? Uh, if you join us during the hangouts, there will be spillover all over the world. And what that is is for the folks that are doing their farming activities, they're emptying their reservoirs, they're they're going to their parcel and channeling for their UBI, all these activities that other people are doing generate a spillover that is like an area of effect within the Gachiverse, and anyone can pick up that spillover off of the ground. Right, and you're collecting the four ERC-20 tokens that are used to build in the Metaverse. Yes, thank uh, you. Bud, FOMO, Alpha, and Keck. So you're just running around the Gachiverse, and there's money spilling over everywhere for that two hours. So that's what you, that would be the easiest entry point is to come, you know, rent during that time and collect spillover. And, you know, like Zephi said, then you can get a cheap parcel and then you can rent your gachi. You can, then you could be renting gachis all the time because you could be channeling your parcel daily. And then you're getting a little bit of a UBI off of your gachi. And then you can start to build out your farm or you can be, you know, stacking this into ghost. And, uh, yeah, that's a slow entry point. That's why I was almost saying that, like, to me, the, the fastest way to get in is through fake gotchis. Because if you know an artist or if you are an artist and you can do a really fire avagachi piece of artwork, you can sell that artwork and make back your fake gotchi card money as well as, um, you know, buy your way into an avagachi and some parcels <laughs> just off of your talent. I see. We we do have a, an artist in the audience here. I see Jesse. So that y'all might have to link up and you know see if there's some opportunity there. Oh man, I would love to work with Jesse on a fake gachi. That would be awesome. Her her works fire. Her works fire. I don't know if avocados are style, but y'all can figure that out. Uh, I that would be cool. Style. Yeah. <laughs> I could do some music for it too. It could be a really awesome project. Oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. It might be the first. <laughs> Could be the first prize in the metaverse. Could be the first prize. Get some prize ghost, the prize. ghost prize. Ghost prize. Yeah. <laughs> some gachi prize. <laughs> we, that's what we need. Very good. I'm down. Okay, cool. So, so you know, the one entry is to come in and kind of rent, rent, to, uh, rent somebody else's gachi and run around and collect some of these free coins that are being dispersed that are then used by other people that would be bought on a marketplace or used to, you know, kind of build up your land. Um, and then the other alternative is to, you know, buy a fake gachi, which, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, is essentially a pass that allows you to be part of the sale uh, because there's limited sales that are allowed to happen on the platform. Um, so you could, if you made a good piece of art, you could buy a 
basically a mint pass, if you will, um, and create your art, sell it, somebody else could buy, and then you could use that money to buy your own Avogachi and then mine some of the coins in the metaverse, correct? Yep, absolutely. Sounds like you're getting it. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. the way okay. fake gotchies is exactly like you said. It is a mint pass. You you trade this in with your art at the time of minting, and you can mint up to 100 if it passes the queue. And the queue is essentially like um, a five-day period where the community can kind of like make sure that your art is all good and gotchiverse friendly and not low quality. And then after that point, yeah, then you can go, you can list on the bazaar or you can do GBM auctions, which are a bid to earn model where every Ooh. time you get outbid, you get a little bit back on top of your initial bid. So if you were to bid two ghosts, you might get back, you know, 2.02 ghost for, for getting outbid on the next one. So even if you lose, you win with the GBM auction. It's kind of cool. The GBM this is, is fun. Yeah, this is this is fun. I want to clarify this for anyone that you know flew right over their head because I remember the first time we discussed this, it flew right over their head. <laughs> I understand, but it, essentially, there's you know some Ponzi nomics in this, where essentially you can bid on a piece of artwork, and as long as somebody else bids higher than you, you actually get all of your money back plus a little bit of a fee for, you know, kind of playing along. And the artist, the money isn't just made out of thin air. The artist will essentially pay a small royalty to the people for participating in the Ponzinomics, which boosts the price to their artwork. The only downside is if somebody doesn't bid higher than you, you're stuck holding the hot potato. But, you know, I guess the, 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 uh, the intention is the word I'm looking for. The intention is that you're only bidding on pieces that you're at least somewhat interested in. Unless you're a competitor. Yes. And the, the other upside is, is that typically on a GBM, you'll probably get your item cheaper than it's listed on the bazaar. So you're still kind of getting a discount when you get stuck with a piece, quote unquote. Like you're kind of, you're still getting stuck at a discount because typically whatever you just got on the GBM is going to be cheaper than what's listed on the bazaar. I see. It, it, it's like bidding versus buy it now on eBay. When you go to eBay and you buy right. something, when you buy it now, you're paying a little bit of a premium to just go ahead and lock it in and buy it that second. Whereas if you bid, you can usually get a better price. Exactly. Right. The slight difference cool. in that case is that like with the eBay, you just say, I'm willing to pay up to $50. In this case with GBM, it's all smart contract based. So you actually submit your $50 bid and your balance decreases by $50. It's held or ghost. It's held within that smart contract. If you get outbid, you get the 50 back. Plus your, you know, plus your outbidder. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And then let's say I wanted to get into Avogachi. You know, I've got money and I want to do it kind of mo the most effective way. You know, like I'm willing to make a, mm. a decent investment here. You know, like what's the most effective kind of bang for my buck? You know, <laughs> You're going to want to get a spacious parcel. Exactly. A roadside spacious parcel. <laughs> there it is. Yep. Roadside spacious You're is where it's at. And okay, you probably un unbox that a little bit more. What the hell's a roadside? <laughs> all right, so, in here. <laughs> so first of all, the metaverse is full of roads, and at some point we should be able to name them, so it'll be like a like an actual you know, neighborhood. But there's three different sizes of parcels: a small, medium, and large. Humble, reasonable, and spacious is what they're called. They all have different sizes and different amounts of 
alchemical tokens within them as like mineral reserves. So why we recommended the spacious one is because one, you've got the largest space, the largest land surface to work with. You can build a lot more, you can decorate it a lot more. And the reason that we suggested roadside is because with all the activity and hustle and bustle that goes on, you have many people walking back and forth past your parcel. You get a lot of eyeballs if you're, for example, hosting an art gallery to display and share artwork. That's all opportunities to maybe entice somebody to buy a piece of art right off your parcel. Or, you know, maybe they want to, maybe they're an artist and they see your parcel and now they want to work with you somehow to promote their piece. There's just so many different ways. There's so many things that being roadside opens up because of the high, high visibility. Gotcha. And then what is, what's the floor on, you know, a parcel like that? More or less. I, it's been a couple of days since I checked, but I'd say approximately <laughs> 300, 350 bucks for a spacious parcel. And then I think the floor on an Avogadro right now is around 275 bucks. Yeah, two ninety eight on the Avogachis. Um oh, there we looking go. at it right now. So yeah, two ninety eight is the floor right now. But I would also say if you have money and you're trying to get in, I would be researching and getting a high BRS or a high kinship gachi and buying into the leaderboard if possible. Um that's you know what I mean? If you've got the money to get in, you might as well not buy a floor gachi. You might as well start looking for something that you want that's going to go farther for you. Explain that a little bit more. You know, what, what is a higher price Avogadro get you? You know, what, what well, they... some price other than, other than like aesthetics, right? You know, which a lot of, you know, I, I think a good comparison, if we keep things in comparison to either Axie or kind of PFP projects where people understand higher rarity means higher price, you know, it, is there different utilities? Kind of explain why one Avogadro costs more than another. I could take that if you want. Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, there's a lot of variations. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of different uh, different options for each Avogachi. But essentially, you pick a collateral. And all the collaterals within each Avogachi, are, they're just A tokens from Ave. This is le less important. But you have a different collateral within each Avogachi, which has an impact on like the different things that your Avogachi can do later in the game. There's a BRS, which is the base rarity score. And the base rarity score is based off of the other four stats, like the other four character attributes. There's energy, spookiness, aggression, and brains. Blank. Thank you. Perfect, the one I forget. <laughs> and brain, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so those four stats are all randomly determined based on uh, BRS. Chainlink VRS random roles. And then the sum of those is what determines your base rarity score. The idea is that you want to be as far from the like the top of the bell curve, the center of the bell curve as possible. So very low scores and very high scores for those stat points make things more rare, more desirable. Why is why is low score good? Because it's not necessarily like if the energy bar, for example, the energy one, if you have high energy, that means you have uh, an increase in one thing at the high end of the range, and you have a decrease in another aspect. I wish I had a chart in front of me. But each, each stat 
manages two different aspects of your character. One might be like the speed at which you regenerate your health. And at the other end of that spectrum, it might be the maximum amount of health that you can have. But wherever you are on that spectrum, it weighs toward that stat. So if you have, for example, like a maximum energy, you might be able to have a very large health bar, but it's going to refill very slowly. On the other side, if you have very low energy, you might have a very small health bar, but it refills quickly. Gotcha, I see. It's, it's kind of like if you're playing Need for Speed back in the day and you got a super fast car where your steering was shit, you know. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. You just have to balance because each end of the spectrum on every stat has its own benefit. You just have to figure out, you know, what's ideal for your gameplay situation at the time. Are you going into gotcha. a dungeon that needs X? Are you going into a battle arena where you're doing PvP and you really need maybe DPS as your focus? It's all about customizing for your situation. Okay. And, and then in your opinion, you know, what, which stats and, you know, which stats do you kind of favor, you know, as of recently? Ooh, you know, I haven't even been looking too much. I haven't been adding to my gachi stack at the moment, but um, I know people are really looking for movement speed because one, you can move a lot faster throughout the Avagachi space, but in PVP, it's going to be especially helpful because you'll, you'll need to, you know, have some dodging effects. You'll need to be running from other players that are coming at you. So I know movement speed's a big one right now. Um, and then I think low spookiness is actually the meta. I think low spookiness, I forget why, but I've been seeing a lot of discussion about that, that spookiness stat being low is advantageous in the PVP. And I just thought of another thing. There's also kinship. I forgot to mention kinship. So Zombie had touched on this earlier. Every Avagachi has a kinship score. And that's one that is just determined by a user's interaction level with their Avagachi. Every day you get two chances. Every 12 hours you can pet this Avagachi, just like a regular, you know, just like a Tamagachi from back in the day. And every time you pet your Avagachi, every time you interact with it, its kinship score goes up by one. You can get up to two kinship points a day if you pet every 12 hours. But if you neglect your gachi, it'll lose a point every day. That kinship score is what determines how high your UBI is when you're channeling your gachi on a parcel. So the more that you invest in attention to your actual avagachi, the more value it provides to you in the gameplay and the farming aspects. So it's really incentivized activity, incentivized like consistency in the space. I see. Very interesting. Okay, cool. So those are kind of the three options to get in. One would be to rent one, which would mm -hmm. essentially cost almost nothing. Uh, the other one would be to get, you know, kind of a low tier Avagachi. And then, you know, the third one would be kind of ball out on a sick piece of land, metaverse land right next to the road, correct? Yeah, I think those are good. That's a good range. Very good. Okay, cool. Anything else to add there? I can't think of anything. I'm. I'm <laughs> I can't think of anything, anything there. Okay. Well, we do have arena gameplay coming soon. We've had a little test of it, but we have oh. arena gameplay coming soon, and that's going to be another point um, of entry, I'm sure, because I'm sure you're going to be able to rent gachis and get in there and fight your way into the gachiverse. <laughs> gotcha. So, so currently we've just got the metaverse, and you can kind of run around and do some farming, and then pretty soon it's coming out you know, battle mode. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. 
Uh, is there a timeline for that? I think end of the month, next couple of weeks, very soon. The the version one of the arena will be launching very, very soon. Awesome. Very cool. Um, and then one thing to note, kind of explain, you know, who who owns uh, Avagachi. You know, it, it it's a common misconception that it's owned by Ave because Ave is in the name. Uh, kind of uh, talk about that. Sure. Um, Avagachi, the protocol, was designed by Pixelcraft Studios. It's a gaming company, and it's like it's a it's a corporate company. And then there's the Avagachi DAO, which is the community based. You know, that's the the builders in in the space. And the like, for example, the Forge that Zombie mentioned earlier. That's a brand new protocol level mechanic that was designed by the DAO. It's funded by the DAO. It's all everything's gone through the community to decide these things. And it's a deflationary mechanic on both Avagachis and wearables. Created by the community. So that's that's like what the DAO does. And then Ave, the interaction, the involvement there, I think is the original setup when this project was being launched. Is I think Ave had given Avagachi a grant to get started because the Gachis themselves utilize the interest bearing A tokens from the Ave platform. Every Avagachi is activated with this spirit force, we call it. And it's a certain, like a minimum amount of each A token. For example, if you get like an average rarity gachi, and we're talking maybe 480 BRS score, it's probably going to cost $25 worth of whatever that asset is at the time to activate that brand new gachi. So I might have to go out to QuickSwap or Ave or wherever and get $25 worth of AUSDC and I stake it in my gachi. A minimum amount is required to be locked in that gachi unless you burn the gachi. So essentially, they're little savings accounts. Every Avagachi is a savings account that's always accruing interest. But I don't know that Ave owns, like literally, technically owns any portion of the game. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, the, the the funny thing, you know, with the with the money locked in the Avagachis, it's such a, you know, just like it's hard to comprehend in your brain. You're like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is like, this is what makes Avagachi like next year, kind of, because these are these are NFTs that not only hold other NFTs, they can also hold other ERC-20 tokens. So literally every every individual Avagachi is a financial product. It's like a savings account. That you can you it's literally a portfolio with Yeah, so you just, and you can always add more too. So just because your gachi might require a twenty-five dollar activation like at the time it's it's born, you can always add to that, and you can take from it as long as you maintain that minimum of twenty-five dollars worth. So it's an active account. It's an active savings account portfolio manager. That's hilarious. Yeah, it, it, what's interesting too is if you you know if you really kind of take a step back and look at you know, some of the NFT projects, it almost feels like that's the natural evolution for, you know, a lot of the financialization of NFTs. And, you know, that's kind of a bunch of buzzwords thrown in one sentence. But if you look at, you know, like, you know, like if you look at the board ape ecosystem, right, you know, a lot of people bought their apes and then they were staking them for ape coin. You know, in theory, there's really no difference between all of that being wrapped up in one NFT versus an NFT plus ERC-20s, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a... 
it's a little bit difficult to follow, but um, yeah, that's interesting. It just feels like, you know, that is sort of a natural evolution of, you know, some of these technologies. Yeah. So. I mean, I would say it's getting a little bit into the weeds, but that's definitely partly due to the, uh, the diamond contract that, that Avagachi is built on EIP 2535. It allows for, a lot as you know a lot of upgradability to these nfts as new functionality comes out with the traits and all of those types of things and then each avagachi you know it has the spirit force which is the interest bearing tokens but it also has a pocket where you can put all of your equipment and badges and basically anything it, it in and of itself is almost like a wallet where you can just fill up your avagachi with stuff <laughs> That's funny. Okay, well, cool. So I guess kind of one of the later things wrapping up here, it's like what what opportunities do you see for, I want to touch a little bit more on this, for creating, you know, art and things. You mentioned, you know, like merch is coming, you know, whether it's, you know, T-shirts or sneakers or whatever your gotcha needs. What are some opportunities that you kind of see that feel like they might be good to explore if you're an artist? Definitely the fake gotchas program. Definitely the fake gotchas. If you don't, uh, if you don't have the money, for example, to buy a burn card, but you're a great artist, reach out to somebody in the community. Reach out in the main Avagachi server. Reach out in GMI. I'm sure somebody will be willing to check out your art, and if they like it, they may publish for you. They may burn their own card to publish your art, just to get you into the into the collection. Very cool. Very cool. Well, if anyone that's listening. Thanks for listening. And if you have any questions, feel free to raise your hand and I can bring you up. Um, and if not, guys, wrap us up here. I, I think this has been a good intro. You know, I feel like there's probably been enough information that people can understand kind of what is Avagachi, you know, who's kind of running the show, and then a couple different ways to get involved if they're interested in getting involved um, for different price levels, whether you have basically next to nothing or, you know, your, your bankroll in here. And looks like we have a question. I'll bring up Liriano. Yeah, Sorry. thank you. Thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, no, it's Richard Liriano, R. Liriano. I just quickly wanted to say, and, and this is not shilling in any way, shape, or form, but there's a service called PWN, P-W-N, that actually allows you to collateralize your, your Avogadro. You know, it's an NFT lending and borrowing market, not just for NFT, but for ERC-20s. Um, also, so whoever's looking like for liquidity, um, there's like another use case, you know, utility um, for that Avogadro. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And thank you for the space. It's uh, very, um, very informative. Cool. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, Zombie z this has been a pleasure, guys. Uh, close us up here. Give us a reminder of where we can find your podcast and then stay in contact with you guys and we'll close it out here. Yeah. I was going to say too, just going back to what uh, Z5 said real quick about getting involved, definitely uh, get in touch with anybody at GMI friends, you know, my Kelly, MC5, FA or myself. Uh, we will also help get you involved with community artwork and all of those things easily. And then um, same, handle, yeah, you can... same handle on Twitter and lens. Exactly. You can find Z5, Zombie Shepherd, or GMI Friends on Lens or Twitter under the same names. 
Our podcasts are called From A to Z, an Avogadji podcast. You can find that on Lens at From A to Z dot Lens or on YouTube at Zombie Shepherd. Um, then we do our Twitter touch Twitter Spaces Touch Grass every Tuesday. You can find that on my profile as well. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much everything's on YouTube or Lens, so you can find us there. Very cool. And then Zephi, anything to add? Oh, I think you nailed it. No, that was great. Awesome. Well, fellas, thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Um, like, you know, my my brain's going crazy trying to think about. I'm going to have to dig into the, <laughs> into the marketplace <laughs> and figure out what the best <laughs> entry is. Um, it's so if you've got other questions, it, yeah, it's a complicated space for sure. We didn't but even get into portals. In. <laughs> no, I, wasn't, I almost did, and I wasn't going to touch it. But... We didn't even open <laughs> portals on you. <laughs> If you do have questions, though, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd be happy to help. Awesome. We'll, we'll dig in. The, we'll have to do a part two for portals. I think. <laughs> I don't know if we have yeah, to let's, portals today. That'd be fun. Yeah, no worries. But thanks for having us. I really appreciate hanging out with you. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. guys. This is awesome. All the people that, in the, that came in and uh, talked and said hello, I appreciate you guys stopping by. And um, we'll go ahead and close it out here. So check out the Gachiverse. Check out all things Avogachi. Check out Zombie and Z5's profiles for all the podcasts and all the things like that. And until next time, thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Bye.